0: Welcome back for another episode of Coffee with Yvonne, a show for creatives and entrepreneurs. How you doing? Let's do a check-in. Let's do a check-in. Okay. How are you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. How are things going at work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't let them stress you out. It is not that important. Okay. Finally, how is our mental health? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I need you to take some time for yourself. Take a little breather. It's perfectly fine. You do not have to go to that brunch this weekend. Your family will be fine. If you miss out on that function, take a nap, maybe schedule a staycation. Let's take care of ourselves, okay? Now that I've checked in with you, quick update for me. Okay, work is going great. Still getting, you know, acclimated to the things, all the projects that I have going on. Um, Gearing up for travel again in March. And kind of excited about that too, because I get to go to a new city. But I'm glad to be back on the podcast with you for another episode, another fun episode for Coffee with Yvonne. And this week, I actually have someone joining me who I am related to. It's not my mom. I've gotten messages about that. Thank you for enjoying that episode with my mother, but it's not her. It is actually my brother on my dad's side. He will be joining me for coffee today to chat about all the things related to tattooing, which is his artistry, and really having a deeper dive into the creative process itself. So, before we get started, we got to do our tagline, right? Grab your coffee and let's chat. But before we get into this week's episode, you know what we have to do. It's our What's the Brew news segment. And for those of you guys who are new, what's the bruise when I cover things related to uh, creativity, entrepreneurship, and things that are happening that you may be aware of from Instagram and TikTok, or you may not be aware of. It gives you a great chance to support small businesses here in the DMV area if you live here, or just small businesses in general. Okay, in our first story, we're going to start off with something fun. How many of us watch Harry Potter? Hands, hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Me too. I'm a fan. Been a fan since I was little. Um, if I ever have mom back on the podcast, she could tell you a funny story about me and a Harry Potter book release date in which I secured my book uh, at the sacrifice of someone else not getting theirs. But that's not why we're here. So there's this new trend that's happening on TikTok. And based on your algorithm, you may or may not see this content, but Black TikTok... Is there a Black TikTok? I think there is. The way we have Black Twitter, I think there's a Black TikTok. And the algorithm keeps finding me, but anyway. Black TikTok has created a whole HBCU, virtual HBCU, around Harry Potter. Now, let me explain, give you a bit of backstory. So, BuzzFeed recently did an article all about this. And HAMU, or Hogwarts Agricultural and Magical University, which is now a real thing, was born out of this TikTok trend in which people were repping their houses um, from a Slytherin common room meme. And it became popular because of the release of the Hogwarts Legacy video game. I don't know how many of you guys have seen that commercial, but there's a new video game that's out. I actually want to play it. I should ask my coworker if he could bring it into work and we play in like the common area or something. But fans created a whole universe based on this new game and even though we've all been divided because of jk rowling's you know what's going on recent history of having anti-trans comments and really just not feeling included in the harry potter universe because if you watch the movies there's not a lot of diversity in the characters a lot of us are if we are included we're background characters But for those of us who grew up with Harry Potter, who read the books, who have, you know, watched the evolution with the Harry Potter worlds, who have still want to go to Harry Potter world, me included, something like this to see it on TikTok and feel seen in the trends and things that are created, it's really great. Anyway, Mel Mitchell... Who on TikTok, she's known as the Baddest Mitch. She started creating videos of herself as a Black Hogwarts teacher on TikTok last year. Fast forwarding to now, this new game has spawned, and the TikTok meme, of course, has spawned a whole new trend of people creating a world or Ham You from this trend. There's been sororities and fraternities, they've created strolls, there are now majorettes at Ham You. And they even have built a website and are planning homecoming meetups, I lie to you not, where Harry Potter World locations are, which is in Orlando and in California. Anyway, if you want to follow along, hopefully the TikTok algorithm will find you. But try to type in H A M U in TikTok search bar and see what videos come up. I lie to you not is some of the most entertaining content I have ever seen. I love Black folks, because we are always so creative and innovative with our ideas. And even though a lot of times we don't receive credit for those ideas or those ideas are taken from us and then given a bigger platform from other TikTokers who don't want to give their originators credit, we always find a way to come up with something new and exciting and fresh that no one saw coming out from left field. So let's see how this goes. In our next story, Creed and Ralph Lauren. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen Creed 3 yet. If you haven't, please do go and support the movie. It is Michael B. Jordan's first directorial debut. I saw it the week it came out. And in my opinion, it was beautifully shot. There were um, moments, cinematic moments, that really gave a lot to be said in terms of how you could dissect the theme and the overall message. There was a lot of uh, nonverbal communication between the characters, which I thought was beautifully done. And come to find out, Michael B. Jordan, for the way that it was shot from the fight scenes, um, was inspired by anime, which I found that out recently when on Instagram. And it makes sense when you watch the movie how some of the animations or fight scenes are done in that zoomed in feature, or zooming out in a way, or even the impact of the punches during the fight scenes. However, one of the great things about Creed, Creed 3 let me correct myself, is the rollout. The marketing rollout has been fantastic, and one of the rollouts included a partnership with Ralph Lauren. This was reported on Ralph Lauren's website. So, Ralph Lauren and MGM Studios are pleased to announce their special collaboration for the major motion picture, Creed 3, directed by, produced by, and starring Michael B. Jordan. The iconic American designer provided exclusive tailored looks for the film's protagonist, Adonis Creed, portrayed by Michael B. Jordan, that will be available to consumers via a special Made by Measure program beginning March 2nd, and at select Ralph Lauren stores and online. The partnership presents a shared story of icons, one in fashion, one in sport, both driven by the pursuit to build a life you desire. I read that to let you know because when you watch the movie, you'll see product placements included in the movie promoting the Ralph Lauren partnership. There's a billboard during one of the scenes that you see that is actually a real advertisement used in the campaign. I've honestly been so impressed by this rollout. It was, again, a successful movie, not just in the partnerships, which include a Hennessy partnership to create a cocktail kit to UBX for custom workouts, but there have been magazine covers with Essence, Ebony, Rolling Stone, and it was the first movie to gross $100 million worldwide, the first sports-themed movie to do so. So I really appreciate when a movie is rolled out thoughtfully and you hit every single touch point possible to make sure there's impact. Because when you invest in the marketing, promotional, and advertising strategy, this is the result. You see a return on investment and Creed 3 has seen that return on investment with this movie. And I wish Creed 3, Michael B. Jordan, and the entire cast nothing but success and continue to break records in the box office. Rihanna and Puma, they're teaming up again. Rihanna, uh, as you know, she's a billion-dollar baby at this point. She has, you know, her music career, which has spawned into brand partnerships. There was one with Louis Vuitton a few years ago. She also has created an inclusive makeup line called Fenty that I personally love. And has also done a Savage and Fenty lingerie partnership. And I believe that partnership expanded to athleisure. So, this was reported by Afrotech and also Puma on their IG post, March 1st, made this announcement as well. But Puma and Rihanna are teaming up once again. The partnership they did back in 2014 when she joined the company as a women's creative director and global ambassador for women's training. Rihanna created revenue that resulted in a billion dollars in revenue with this Puma partnership and she was able to work with their Puma team to launch several fan activations, including consumer-related events, retail training and fitness-related social media content, and product programs. The best thing is, she's going to be working with Puma to design new styles for their product portfolio. There hasn't been much release about the partnership yet. There's been a little bit of buzz on the social media channels of what this partnership will entail. But, but I'm super excited about it, especially considering that June Ambrose, and if you don't know who that is, please look her up. To give you backstory with her, June Ambrose was the stylist behind Missy Elliott's Super Duper Fly video. You know that big garbage bag she was wearing? It was a stylist behind that, and the stylist behind some of your most favorite looks on the gram. She's one of those stylists that doesn't get enough credit for her impact. She's currently, I think, the stylist for Jay-Z for a lot of his looks. But having June Ambrose as creative director for Puma, and then now with this Rihanna announcement, the sky's the limit of what they will produce, and I cannot wait to see it! that part in our final story black and scholar partners with Foot Locker for a limited capsule collection launch this was shared on former coffee with yvonne guests marissa's platform retail while black according to their website this collection will be sold exclusively online and in select stores throughout the dmv philadelphia and new york areas The classic collection is aimed to empower, celebrate, and uphold Black excellence in the space of higher education, with purpose-driven ties meant to rep your excellence. This This collection, and honestly the entire business model, is designed by founder of Black and Scholar, Kamira Wallace. Also, She is a mother, entrepreneur, and graduate of Howard University. She created the collection as a means to help Black students and alumni who want to proudly celebrate their excellence and achievements. I already started taking a look at the collection. I am looking forward to ordering a piece or two to support, of course. Um, There's this one about an educated Black woman that I really like. But the collection, please take a look on their website, blackandscholar.com. If you live in the DMV, Philly, or New York where this uh, capsule collection is being launched, please take a moment to go into the stores and inquire about the collection. Even if they don't have it in store, please go to footlocker.com to place an order. It is so important for us to show up and show out and support when Black and Brown creatives do major partnerships and rollouts like this. The reason why I say that is, Keep in mind when they do these kind of capsule collections, it is a test. It is a test to see if they actually have an audience who is tapped in enough to buy the product at retail stores to actually bring that foot traffic in. And when you take the time to inquire, to ask, to shop online, things like that, it shows them that there's impact and return on investment with their audiences that can bring an even bigger rollout either the following year or for another special collection later this year. So, please take the time to support them. Uh, Let me know what you think. If you like the collection, let them know what you think too. Tag them in all your posts or even when you walk into the store and you see a piece of the collection on the sales floor. As I mentioned, this week's special guest is someone I am related to, my brother, Brian Pearson. Brian is a veteran. He served his country in the Navy and a talented tattoo artist and also entrepreneur with different business ventures. I reached out to Brian to see if he would be interested in being on my show because I think, honestly, there is such a stigma sometimes around the art of tattooing that people don't realize that it takes real talent, know-how, skills, and training to handle Tattooing someone's body with permanent ink, you know, that's that's not nothing to play around with. But Brian gave a lot of insight into the process and also, you know, some of the things that he has done to improve his artistry through different tools, through social media platforms, and really honing in on his craft to be even better and one of the best artists in this area and really the region. Please enjoy this episode, this very fun episode. And you might hear a little bit of noise in the background. That was his lovely dog, who uh, I just adored adored Denver, who was just as excited to be part of the interview as well. Please enjoy this episode with my brother, Brian Pearson. If that's on your website, you got to redo it because it should always be in the third person for your bio. (laughs) Just just FOI, but you know but anyway all right so you ready you ready to get started ready ready okay Fred, lord have mercy you're corny just like our dad uh <laughs> <laughs> okay all right everyone so as i mentioned i have a special guest on the show today um he is actually my brother we share a dad um this is actually interesting i wonder if he'll actually our dad will actually listen to the show if he knows how to work a podcast that's the first challenge he needs to overcome. But that being said, my brother, Brian Pearson, is joining me for Whoa. coffee today. Last name. Oh, my gosh. You know, you know, I know
1: your last name because it's my last name, right? That's not, that's a high probability, but it's not 100%. You just, but it's all good. Keep going. Okay.
0: Okay. Stop overthinking. Anyway, I want to read your bio that I just wrote and we'll get started with the questions. Okay. So long before serving his country in the United States Navy, Brian Pearson knew he wanted to turn his passion for art and culture into a career. After retiring from the Navy and overcoming personal challenges, he left his job working for the federal government to pursue tattooing full time. Four years later, Brian has managed to build his own in-home studio, providing a personalized and intimate experience for his clients, many whom are veterans. To him, tattoos are about the experience just as much as the artwork transferred onto the body. His attention to detail, passion for the industry, and need to learn new skills have helped Brian develop a devoted following on social media, the DC metro region, and Pennsylvania. Brian holds multiple certifications in the industry and has been recognized on various platforms for his work. Always looking ahead to the future, Brian has begun implementing the latest trends in tech into his design concepts and business strategies. His specializations include portrait tattoos due to the degree of difficulty and detail. And with that being said, welcome to Coffee with Yvonne.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Hold the applause. Hold the applause.
0: Hold the applause. applause. We'll hold it for you. Let's see how you do on this interview first. (laughs) All right. First question for you. Uh, As I shared in the intro, we are siblings. We share the same dad. Uh, Sharing the same dad, we didn't grow up in the same household, but we both ended up going into creative fields for work. When and how did you discover you had this talent for tattooing, drawing, all the creative things? Tell me a bit more about that.
1: Uh, That's kind of, when I had more time to think about things, when I got out the Navy, kind of see how, like, the real world was. Um, I got my college degree. I got a degree in business management, a concentration in administration. And then... um, I realized I didn't want to do that driving in DC traffic, this, uh, doing the emails and stuff really wasn't how it was, uh, cracked up to be. And I, um, it's when I tore my ACL, I had a lot of time and I was watching a uh, YouTube, and uh, I was just watching a lot of tattoo tutorials. I was like, uh, cause I was already covered in tattoos. So I already knew a lot about the process. So now I start, uh, start drawing and I uh, start tattooing my legs. I got a kit off of Amazon and then, yep how was that just kept practicing
0: so you mentioned that you were already covered in tattoos what was the first tattoo you got and what inspired you to get it
1: uh our dad took it he was I was like 17 I I don't know it was like five stars in the back of my arm it was something real stupid but uh now
0: one tattoo started the next one and the next one and the next one I know your mom um, shout out to Ms. Kim. I know your mom is probably not like a huge fan of all the tattoos. How does she, you know, has she embraced the career field you've decided to go into?
1: Uh, she embraced the career field, but she embraced the tattoos at first. when I got that first tattoo when uh her dad took us, so when I got back home to my mom's house, that's what she was like, You got to go when you get uh when you graduate. And that's when I joined the Navy. So that's all that turned out. The tattoos started my Navy career for. for Okay, so um, it's kind
0: of like a, a lead in, right?
1: Right. But yeah, now she uh she likes the uh the, the career aspect of it.
0: Okay, so when you discover that talent for tattooing, like I know you have to go through a process with certifications. Like, what certifications did you need to become a tattoo artist? And also how many hours of training did you go through?
1: So for, for Maryland is like one of those weird states. There's not really any certifications to become a tattoo artist, but to like
0: wait, wait, back that up, back that up. You can pick up a a, a tool and decide I want to be a tattoo artist. And Maryland's like, all right, bro, go ahead, do your thing.
1: Yeah, I don't understand it because there's no regulation on that, but they be tight on like people that do hair or any other drink. There's like super regulations and all these you know stuff to get through. But a tattooing, no, nah, there's there's nothing. I got my uh bloodborne uh, pathogen cert, and then Red Cross as another cert to get just to you know what I'm saying be more professional. But nah, there's no there's no like gateway. In other states, you have to have like a certain amount of hours. You have to work in a shop for like two years. But no, it wasn't to get. But um, to so actually like if I wanted to work in the shop, well that's how I worked in the shop. Uh, you have to have a portfolio.
0: So backing up, all right. So you, you went ahead and did the due diligence with the bloodborne pathogens and the Red Cross. And I think you shared before that you actually did work in a studio for a little bit, but how many hours would you recommend like an amateur who's looking to come up in the field? How many hours do you recommend they work in a shop before, you know, starting to practice on their own or building their own business?
1: Um, I mean, it's hard to put on the hours. I'm, I'm always a believer. Like it's kind of the reason I left the Navy. Um, you know, Pat Mahomes is, or who's your favorite athlete?
0: Um, I don't really watch sports, but so, I'll take Serena Williams.
1: All right, Serena Williams. Let's say, okay. let's say, nineteen year old Serena Williams is coming on a tennis team, but there's she's not starting, or she doesn't have a starting spot because there's like five other people that's way older, but. You know what i'm saying not no everybody knows she's the best on the team but she's just not old enough so it's like I, like in the real world the best person plays it doesn't matter their age or experience if you're the best you're the best so i'm just not really a big believer in waiting a long time if you you know what i'm saying but there's no there basically there's no set amount of time it says if you're the best you're the best and when
0: but when you were building your portfolio, like, did you decide to have it digitized? Because I know, I think the old school way people have theirs in books. So did you yeah. decide to like embrace that tech side with making it digital and all online? Because you use social media a lot, I noticed.
1: Yeah, I mean, Instagram is a portfolio nowadays.
0: Elaborate for me, because I know this, but some people still will not embrace that idea as social media being an extension of their portfolio. So give me your feelings on that.
1: you well, it depends what I feel. Some people resume, but yeah, your portfolio. Somebody wanted to look you up. The first thing to do is your Instagram. It's just that first thing they look at, like your followers, your first about 10 pictures, how everything's laid out. Like that's your portfolio.
0: I mean, do you follow like, uh, cause I know from the industry side, we do things like content calendars that outline how many times per week we post, you know, schedules out the content, et cetera, et cetera. Do you just post what you feel or do you follow a schedule process?
1: I'll do my journey by schedule i got got a weird schedule but uh so if i probably like between like nine nine and ten is like my social media time and that's where i like make all my videos get everything posted i post everything at once so i'm not staying on social media all day Mm -hmm. so i'll do that when i did have both accounts i post everything between nine and ten and then i'll put my timer on so my instagram is blocked for the rest of the day unless i get a uh, message
0: okay yeah. okay so, that's so in thinking about being a creative outlet has tattooing became become a creative outlet or like a form of therapy for you almost even though it's your work
1: Yeah, no, i, I love it the best best thing i like about tattooing is just, uh having your musical go. i got some Nice beats, headphones or my surround sound. So I got beats
0: know. too. I got the blue yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. You, you, you turn the beats up. You can be in a different world. You really are. Yeah. One time
0: I walked all the way to Target, didn't realize it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, them to give you powers, but uh yeah, I was like uh listening to music and it's working. It's uh
0: just doing your thing.
1: Just doing my thing. i no really I don't so like figure- people like to talk a lot.
0: But thinking about like the future, cause I know you are always looking ahead and I have another question related to that, but off the top of my head, what will be your dream collab from an industry perspective? Whether it's working with a certain artist or like a brand collaboration, what will be your dream collab?
1: Uh, if I get sponsored, I'll, I'll probably be hype. Well, yeah, I would be hype for real. Or if like a big time artist wanted to get a tattoo from me or something. So well, probably.
0: put it out there. Who would be the big-time artist? Put it out there. Like, throw a name.
1: I mean, the biggest artist in America right now. Beyonce? Nah. Probably, uh, uh, you heard of, his, his name's Creative Soul or something like that. Okay. Just, uh, he's down in Orlando. He, he's super tough. But it's a, it's a lot of tough. Uh, Armani, Trey Nine. There's a lot of tough people. But, like if i get sponsored i'll probably be you know what i'm saying but um to get sponsored you have to win like three competitions you have to have some some pretty some pretty tough standards but i still feel like i'm getting better so i'm not entering no competitions right now
0: okay well thinking about your creative process what does that look like when you're working with clients because i know some of my friends have hit me up like Hey, your brother—he's majorly talented. I should go get a tattoo from him because I do send your information out there, just FY. Yeah, so. no,
1: somebody, a couple people hit me up. I appreciate it, but not um right like before when I first started learning uh, the tattoo, I would only get images like online or like uh more simpler designs. But now we got more like complex um process. Excuse me. So I only make my designs like in person now. So I have my iPad and I put it up on the projector on the big screen and you can see whatever's on my screen. And we like literally just go through images like what you like, what you like about this. And we'll merge like five or six images or take what we like. Mm -hmm. And then I'll uh, take a picture of wherever we're putting a tattoo and then put it as if it's on your skin and then we go for it.
0: Okay, so you basically do a consultation process and you allow for them to kind of create their own tattoo mood board for what they're thinking in terms of the vibe. Then that's when you create the look and feel for the tattoo itself and the final approval process before starting, correct?
1: Yeah, and they, they send me, uh whenever they book their appointment, they send me some reference images so okay. like a couple weeks beforehand. But yeah, pretty much everything's done like the first couple
0: hours. And then when you are working for, like, with deeper skin tones, because I know I've seen some stuff when some tattoo artists have mentioned um, deeper melanated skin tones require a different kind of inking process for it to show up. Is that correct? Or am I incorrect in that assumption?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely uh, a different uh, process. And it's like, to me, it's way harder to tattoo on darker skin. it's one of the things you look for when you're looking for an artist. CV tattoos on both types of skins. But uh, the, the simplest way to put it is just like, if you're drawing on a brown piece of paper versus a white piece of paper, two different skin tones. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say for a, a white skin tone, lighter skin tone, I would use like five different shades of black. But for a darker skin tone, I'll probably use about three, maybe mm. four, if they're a little bit in between so it's just really and you want to use like the empty skin it's called negative skin Uh that's what you want on darker skin tone you want to use as much as that as possible instead of overcrowding it like trying to basically less less is more on darker skin okay yeah
0: so when you see like those really complex designs that sometimes people want for darker skin tones do you sometimes recommend having something that doesn't require so much space taken up
1: yeah i mean it's like I don't I don't tell people like what they can and can't get. Like if somebody is like like super dark and they want color, like I'm not gonna tell you, you can't get color, but I like advise you like it's not gonna heal or it's not gonna heal the way it looks today, or it's not gonna heal the same color as that. It's gonna be have like a like I said a brown filter over it, but. Nah, people can get you can really uh, get whatever you just have to alter it. Just like I said, less is more, you can't have all the tiny details and stuff because it's not going to heal. Maybe it'll, it'll last for a couple months, but five years down the road, it's not going to look that good. That's why a lot of say NBA players you see like oh, a lot of tattoos look like terrible because they're <laughs> they got them. When, I mean, they got them when it was young, like they're like 10 years old. Like it's that, but I don't know. Tattoos now they heal way better than it did back in the day like they last longer but
0: yeah. And thinking about that healing process are there any like products that you personally would recommend for maintaining the life of a tattoo because i don't have no tattoos like that's just me i don't have any tattoos okay, i
1: ever. get you right i, I got I some like numbing it. cream huh I got some numbing cream
0: brian she you said know- huh
1: Try to buy some time.
0: We'll we'll put that on pause. We'll put that on pause, okay? Because my best friends are always trying to pressure me to get in a tattoo, and I keep telling them no. But anyway, what products would you recommend for like maintaining the life of a tattoo to keep it looking fresh? Uh,
1: so it's about like the first two weeks, for real. For real, Um, I use like a recovery shield, let's say adhesive bandage, and it's waterproof. So you leave it on for like three to four days after the tattoo and then Aquaphor, and then you switch to Lubriderm lotion, but you just always keep it uh, moist, always moisturize it throughout the day. Uh, if you do that really, really good for like the first two weeks, I've seen some like really, really good heel tattoos. Okay. And then thinking about these. Oh, up, up, up. That...
0: One, one. Uh,
1: what? Uh, Sunscreen. Sunscreen.
0: Sunscreen. Sunscreen.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. People uh get their tattoos burnt up in the sun and that's a uh, white ink. If you get it in the sun a lot, that's why it turns yellow. You see people people's white ink turn yellow.
0: Oh. Huh. I didn't know any of this. I just know that people put the little creamy stuff on there when they get it done and bada boom, they have a tattoo. But again, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> but I did notice that shows like black ink and ink master have created really a positive spotlight around the tattoo industry speaking as an entrepreneur yourself what advice would you give someone just starting out and also what have you learned personally as a business owner
1: um somebody starting out uh you just gotta be willing to outwork everybody for real because there's a lot of tattoo artists in here and it's really discouraging when um like, somebody's been tattooing for 15 years. Like, some of the ways they do stuff with ease or what I... Like, when I was at the shop, it was a dude, like, he's watching a movie, talking to a client, like, doing this crazy tattoo, like, not even thinking about it for, for real. And I'm over here struggling to do, like, a little letter. So, it was, like, it was intimidating. But um everything comes with time. Tattoo's one of the things that's, like, you get better repetition. It's not really a... Like I said, you can... Preparation, you, you give you a little edge, but it's just about repetition, uh repetition. But um business owner-wise, that joint was rough for real, for real. Uh only because of the economy and like the leases and all that stuff. That's one of the reasons I tattooed from a house. Them leases ridiculous. Like, and if you get sick or you go out of town for a couple weeks, like you still gotta pay that. And like that could be, that could end up being a loss for you. And then uh, just having people to work for you, in my opinion right now, it's at an all time low. Like, if you want somebody good to work for you, gotta, you gotta pay up because they getting a lot of offers. So people is not trying to work, or people that is trying to work, just trying to do the bare minimum, it's really it's not reliable for for.
0: So when you're thinking about like building a business, you have to think about the overhead costs with the actual space. You have to think about the type of people you hire for your shop. Is that why Caesar was always so stressed on Black Ink when they were messing up? Is that why Caesar was always I, stressed? I ain't never watched that
1: joint like that, but
0: I, I never watched. it. I just saw what was on Black Twitter. That's all I saw.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's a it's a it's a reality show for for. But I haven't, like I said, I haven't. I probably watched like. 20 minutes of it all together, yeah. but uh, I thought like I thought it was working something works cool, but yeah, it's yes. Yeah, I mean, tattoo artists, you gotta think about it. Like everybody has to be confident, or I don't know. What it's like a real, real competitive. You want to, you want your tattoo artist to have an ego for, it, bro, or. And that so kinda,
0: to kind of almost be like, oh, I could do that with my eyes closed, or oh yeah, I've tattooed such and such. You see, you know, they tag me on this and they tag yeah, me on yeah, that. Yeah,
1: it's like you want them know to know be... who I
0: am, like that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, you want them to be like confident in the work. You don't want them to be scary, shaky, and stuff or intimidated, but that comes with a lot of things. And then it's like, I don't know, the the uh the work atmosphere. Someone told me like it was like 80, 70 of tattoo artists like on drugs, like. not talking about like weed or liquor, like it's a lot Uh, of hard drugs. Not it's like pills, pills is like super popular right now. Okay. Like, yeah, it's a lot of, it's hard to find a, some uh, artist that doesn't really like do drugs at all or drink or smoke.
0: Why do you think they decide to turn to substances? Is it like a coping mechanism?
1: Uh, I never took pills personally, but. I guess that, and then our, um, like it helps you concentrate more, like uh, Adderall and all that other stuff, but you can concentrate more for longer hours. But yeah, I couldn't tell you, I, I, I never was uh, got into that, but it's really popular. And that's why I see a lot of them like crashing out, or they take a lot of breaks frequently.
0: Mm-hmm. Because of the, sometimes it could be the pressure too, but switching gears
1: it's a a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure
0: yeah it's a lot of pressure is it the pressure to like is it the performance the money like what what do you think it could be
1: (laughs) i mean it's like if somebody if somebody jack your hair up like you might fight them like a tattoo like it's on your rest of your life like what you (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like yeah you know when you mess up so this is like i don't know that jones crazy. it's a lot of pressure like
0: You want to make sure you get it done right. Sidebar, this is commercial. I don't know if you ever saw it. It's a Snickers commercial where the guy gets tattooed. It's supposed to say no regrets on the front of it, but it says no (laughs) regrets. And he looks down at him like, seriously, bro, you spell regrets wrong and this is permanent. Like isn't that
1: yeah, I'll be I'll be on some like doctor's office stuff. I'm I'm gonna confirm to confirm like five times. I'm gonna have you look over it. I'm gonna have you read it back to me. I'm gonna have you call your mom, double check the date. Like, I'm not you're not about to get me. <laughs> you're not getting me.
0: And you know what? I thought about something too. Remember in the early thousands, it was a big trend to get those Mandarin or Chinese lettering tattoos yeah. uh, in different languages. Have you still seen people requesting those, or has that kind of stopped?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't do small tattoos no more. Probably stopped since I was like a year and a half. But um, when I was at the shop, yeah, it was it was really popular. It was, you'd be surprised. Like the the shop when during the pandemic, that was probably like one of the craziest drinks. You probably get like ten people a day call and this one, like a small tattoo or something crazy. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay. And switching gears, thinking about you know, the tech side of the industry, many people don't realize that you do use tools and softwares in your work. Can you share a few of them that you use with the listeners?
1: Um, My favorite, Procreate, I use that for everything. Um, It's similar to Adobe, uh, Photoshop, but I just prefer Procreate because it's on the iPad. I have all Apple products, don't want to really you know apple android war but of all apple products
0: gang gang apple all day we <laughs> gang, gang.
1: Yeah, have procreate's my favorite uh final cut pros where i added my videos Uh new one is uh it's an app called beat leap read us when i start to make my like reels or 15 30 second videos um it's really like, I literally, I, I probably have like a hundred apps on my phone. It's, I have a lot of apps.
0: I'll have to say so far, one of my favorite videos you created was the one I reposted on my stories. Again, I don't mess with clowns. However,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: that video with the Joker and that was actually one of my favorite Batman movies, but that video with the Joker was very good. Oh, it yeah. was very good.
1: I appreciate it. I was getting, I'm being kind of out of hand. I'm just taking, that one took like five hours, probably four or five hours but yeah i'll be having fun with it though like after the tattoo if i just chill out had a game going on mute i'll just be editing my videos that's like I actually i actually enjoy editing videos just as much or maybe slightly more than tattooing.
0: so you like the the production quality of showing off your work too
1: yeah
0: yeah um,
1: yeah I, I mean i'm not explaining i was like editing videos um, well,
0: it's it's producing though. That's essentially producing.
1: Yeah, capturing the audience audience's attention. I was like how it ties in together.
0: I mean, it all ties in. Like essentially, what I do ties into a thread of every single thing I do for fun, including this podcast.
1: But it's yeah, so, oh my god, but yeah, so the uh the Pearson Multimedia <laughs> got that joint. Yes. 2023 rolling out.
0: We oh, want to talk more about that because you kind of just slid that in. And go ahead and elaborate.
1: All right, I, mean, I had you know I had to throw that in there. That's my. You're uh, that's you're my second person.
0: You're such uh-huh. a person. We always got at least six jobs. We never just have one job. We got like six jobs all hey, the time. Man. Go
1: ahead. I need some spending money, but uh, yeah, that's my second LLC right there. Going to be doing uh, multimedia videography. I'm be doing a video editing, but mainly be doing party rentals. I got a um about like ten mascots. Got a whole bunch of Paw Patrol, Elmo, Mickey, Minnie. I got uh projectors. I got like four PS5s, twelve Nintendo switches. Got speakers, tents, blow up uh, bounce houses, adult car games. I got three electronic hookahs. Whole bunch, everything for your party, everything you need, one stop shop. Running out to you. And we um, edit the video and make the invitations. Go ahead.
0: Okay. All right. So, but one thing I'm going to have to comment on <laughs> is, is at your niece, is at my niece's birthday party. <laughs> you know I'm going to talk about.
1: Bruh. A minion with no shorts?
0: Yes. <laughs> what made you think you could be a minion with no shorts? How are you going to pull up with half the costume on and basketball shorts? She knew it was you.
1: So <laughs> You got to tell them the whole story. First, right. that, was, that was that was my rollout. That was my first gig. That, that was, <laughs> that's and like I said, hiring people is very difficult.
0: Because so, Brie, Brielle, quit.
1: Brielle, Brielle quit. quit. I had I had to overpay, listen to this. I had to overpay a nine-year-old. No, no, not is she she, no, she, was, she was thirteen. No,
0: she was she was
1: how old is 10. Brielle?
0: 10, yeah. I think she was 10 at the oh,
1: time. Oh, yeah, so. over I had to I had to overpay a 10 year old to get in one costume, and she was complaining, and then she quit on me. <laughs> she oh. quit on me mid-show. I'm over here, I got seven costumes, I'm over here running, getting in one, changing, getting another, sweating like a dog. But it was fun though, it was fun. But yeah, I lost, I couldn't find the minion pants. It was stuff everywhere, I'm, I'm rushing to change costumes. I ran out through some basketball shirts, and Bonnie made a big deal out of it, at everybody.
0: Because I thought it was funny. I was like, bro, you cannot be serious right now. First of all, getting back to um Brielle. Um, Homegirl is a piercing. You really thought she was going to work for $20? You really thought she was, gonna... I, I was going to? That's what I'm saying. You really thought she was going to work for a low rate? We want our money up front.
1: Listen, man. She ain't not stay and take pictures with the kids. She didn't.
0: she didn't. She barely wanted to work.
1: Quincy had to encourage her own child. To work the party to finish the job. That's it's okay. hard. It's hard out here. That's why I got, uh, I got these fo- oh, yeah, these photo booths. We'll talk about the photo that's booths. Booth. Um, uh, like I said, these, these combo with the mascots. If you, I got a whole bunch of green screens, got the photo lights, but we got the photo booths. Uh, you don't need nobody to run them. Okay. The guy right there, post them up in your party and you're cool
0: so in thinking about the grander scheme of things would you consider ever having down the line a tattoo shop and then next to it'll be like an event space where people can rent out to use for their parties and have equipment on site for them to rent as well would you yeah, consider that's that what, that's,
1: what, that's what i'm trying to uh i'm gonna get this small business this sba loan probably in like two years that's probably a good time frame but yeah that's stuff's expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They taxing out here, especially in the DMV. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't, I don't. Um, I mean, I work in spurts, but I ain't trying not work no uh two weeks and then losing that on three thousand dollars, four thousand. That's a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. It, it's expensive for for a really nice facility. It's it's expensive.
0: It is expensive, and then when you're looking at. Expanding your business. You mentioned you use social media. I see you're on Instagram. Now you're on TikTok. If you had to choose, do you prefer one platform over the other or do you think they're both work in terms of exposure?
1: Oh, you got to look at target audience for real.
0: I know what a target audience is, but how do you find out what your target audience is?
1: I mean, it's simple go to your last, only you need to do a breakdown in the last 30 days, six months, or
0: your insights.
1: At, it's called yeah, your insights. Yeah, look at your insights. Um, just look who's buying from you or look who's interacting with you. And see the my target market is military men 18 to 30-ish, 35.
0: You're a young audience. That's a young audience.
1: Yeah, so they uh some on TikTok, but TikTok's more videos and stuff. It's uh instagram is more just wider but i think instagram is going out instagram is on its way out too many bots and too much too many restrictions
0: there's a lot of bots but people said the same thing about facebook and facebook is still a player in the industry so instagram will always have a place but there'll always be something new and exciting now there is a resurgence in interest in snapchat Would you consider going to Snapchat to promote your business? Or are you just gonna stick to those two platforms for right now?
1: Uh yeah, no, I can't do the Snapchat for. Why not? I don't I don't like social media. But But you're
0: so good at it.
1: It's my job. I mean, this is that's my marketing. It's like nobody, if I don't post on social media, eventually I'm not gonna get no tattoos.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is a way of reaching your audience in a engaging way. So you do have a point.
1: But uh, but, but
0: when you're thinking about like different things for you, like, you know, you have the social media, you have the tools you have to buy, you have the time that you spend with your clients. How do you determine how much to charge when you're setting your rate?
1: Uh, you go by industry. Um. Locality. What's what? What, is, what are people in your industry charging? What is your competitor charging in your area? And then, what do you have to offer compared to them? But for me, for real, I'm undercharging because the average rate in DC is one fifty, and that's what I'm charging. But as a private studio, how I look at it is like if you wanted to go to your favorite restaurant, but you wanted to eat there just by yourself you had to pay way more mm-hmm. for the, for the privacy. So, and then all the extra amenities to offer, I really, I really could be charging like $200 an hour. Why aren't you? My target market can't afford that for the projects that I'm trying to do. And I'm still practicing. Like I said, I only been, only been drawing stuff for like three years. So it's like stuff I'm still learning.
0: Okay. Have you considered doing like private events? Like, you know, like a traveling tattoo artist. Have you considered that?
1: um yeah i made my signs i made all my stuff for my traveling artists probably do a little bit of it but um yeah traveling it's kind of it's kind of tricky because you have to get that joint to heal right the first time if you can't come back and touch it up or something but for traveling though i'm I'm gonna need the big bag because i'm not taking all this stuff bounce around for you know what i'm saying at 150.
0: Yeah, that's not, it's not worth your time. I always charge when I'm working with clients, I have my main rate for the project and then I have my fluff fee. So I add like a like a 10 to 15% fluff fee on top of my regular rate. So that way, if extra deliverables come in or the product takes a little longer than expected, that money is already added into the final rate. So I already got paid. All
1: right, all right.
0: You know, for that overhead time. Now, what I'm thinking about, just being honest, you are a Black man in the tattooing industry, an industry that's still uh, not as diverse as it could be in terms of who's at the top. Do you think that there needs to be more mentorship to help guide the next generation of artists so they can get their bag and build their bag and build sustainable businesses?
1: Um. Yeah. No, because I mean, my thing with older is my experience with older people is they try and pad their retirement stats. So it's like they try and get you working under them long as possible for, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you can learn a lot. You can save a lot of mistakes, trial and error by learning from them. But uh, my way around that is so many people selling courses these days. I'd rather buy a course than be your mentee.
0: Do you think there's any benefit from like having that mentor men- mentee relationship, like, you know, with contacts or, you know, different opportunities? Like, do you see it that way? Or do you really think that oh, yeah. on your own is useful? The, the
1: way, the, the way everything's set up now, you, you got to link up with somebody to really get like into all these places. Like you, you have to, it's, it's not even, it's not even a way around it, but I'm gonna find a way around it. <laughs>
0: Just like a Pearson, and then finally, you mentioned about growing your business. So you have the the tattooing as your main, and then you're developing this enterprise in the entertainment industry as well through events. Um, Where else do you see it growing? Are you looking to develop like a franchise model, perhaps?
1: That would be cool for for. I'm really just trying to be hands off with that, and just do the video editing part tattoo tattooing, focus on more tattooing. Um, yeah, I just wanted like an extra, because uh, the thing with tattooing is you only make money while you're there. I don't mm-hmm. have, so I'm trying to get some more. At least when I'm tattooing on Saturday, I have a couple of things being running out, and get that rolling in too.
0: Are you trying to make more passive income? got it okay that makes sense well before we wrap up the interview for today i have a few quick fire questions for you now this has to be top of the dome do not overthink it that cool with you (laughs) if you were a superhero what powers would you have
1: Uh, some dr strange freeze time or something to manipulate time because you know ain't enough time in the day
0: never heard someone want to do that one the Doctor Strange usually they say I want to fly be invisible you know that kind of thing but okay now would you want Doctor Strange in the first movie or that latest Doctor Strange that was really strange
1: nah he was weird weird. that was a weird movie that joint and they they gotta uh, put a disclaimer uh, because you know I watch scary movies and stuff that joint was a daggone horror movie
0: The, the witch she got issues come on now a little little frightening all right so you and a wife y'all got a babysitter for the night you know your mama drove down she's um willing to wash the boo-boo y'all go out she look cute you look you try uh what song or rap would you just body at karaoke night
1: return of the mat
0: seriously Uh oh my gosh you think that og song for real
1: I mean, you said no overthinking. I don't know. You I, to me. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh my gosh. Of course, you will pick a
0: song that allows you to be dramatic. Um, <laughs> and then, last question for you. If you were a coffee, what kind of coffee would you be?
1: I don't drink coffee.
0: You don't drink coffee?
1: No, I'll take caffeine.
0: Okay, well. well oh, you well, want? Well, go ahead.
1: You want to tell. I got a new. Uh, I've been in a laboratory. You know, I'm a scientist too. My third job. Okay.
0: Okay. So,
1: I've been microdosing. You know what microdosing is? I know what microdosing is. I've been microdosing caffeine and THC. You've been making weed coffee? No, 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 no. Caffeine. I've been taking it in a powder form. Okay. And THC. I've been taking edibles along with other things, but yeah, that's my, uh, and I also got a nice conjunction. of so I'll take a protein shake mixed with beet extract mixed with super greens, which is all the vegetables and fruit you need for the day in a powder form in one scoop. And what else to put in there? Oh, biotin apple cider vinegar, citrus the no, grapefruit extract and something else. And, and I have caffeine. It has caffeine in there too. But yeah, I take that in the morning and then microdose caffeine and TAC the whole day.
0: So it. basically, you will be a frappuccino.
1: Nah, see, I don't I don't overdo it.
0: No, no, I know, but a frappuccino is a blend of ingredients. You will be a frappuccino.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically. Basically. Or that's... A- <laughs> yeah because uh it gives you super it's a it's a it's the closest thing to a limitless pill
0: getting all your energy the biotin all the other stuff do you do yeah. collagen
1: no i don't that might be in my mix though
0: you should add collagen because that keeps that elasticity because you know i am the older of us too and look at look at the look at the car face car never declines look at that
1: oh yeah no, that's, that's nice right there
0: thank you thank you All right. Brian, so those are all my questions for you. Do you want to share with people how to find you on the socials?
1: You can follow me at confidential art underscore MD on Instagram. On well, my confidential art profile has everything you need to know. I got some free ebooks, I got my YouTube, whole bunch of stuff. Let's check out the master link on my IG. You got my schedule too if you need to know my schedule. I'm looking forward to working with you.
0: That is the most energy you have given when it comes to talking about money. You are Pearson's listeners, before we go today, one thing about Pearson folks, we will keep a job and keep a dollar. We will turn 10 cents into $10,000 if you give us a chance because we don't like to be broke. Am I right? Can't do it. Can't, go Can't, back. Do. Can't do it. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'll talk to you very soon.
1: All right, now, take
0: it easy. All right, bye. So, what did you think? I hope you enjoyed the episode. My brother, Brian, he is definitely someone who, he, when he gets passionate and, you know, opens up, he can talk about what he loves to do very easily. So, you know, having him open up, having him share those things and really share a bit more of his story was great to experience especially since as i shared in the interview we didn't grow up in the same household we grew up in different households i grew up with my mom and he grew up with my dad and my stepmother out in pennsylvania so you know we're definitely learning more about each other in our adult age of life and i am grateful to have that experience with him to learn more about him as a person and really how we are very similar more than we are different Also, this is our last episode of the season. I know, I know, I should have communicated this at the top of the episode, but here we are. I will work on our communication going forward but i'm going to take a little bit of a break so i can plan next season's content i have a notes list of all the people i want to reach out to whether they're friends that i've known for years or creatives i've just been following on social media that i think will be great to share their story and again how they're changing the game in the industry so that being said Thank you so much for joining me for this season of Coffee with Yvonne. I really appreciate all of you for listening to my show, for sharing my content, and giving me feedback to help me improve on what I'm doing to make this show even bigger and to take it even further beyond my wildest dreams. I hope you have a great spring, a great summer. For those of y'all who got your Beyonce tickets, I will see you outside at the Renaissance Tour. Hey! But I'm really excited to be back on the mic with you. I'm looking forward to start the episodes again in like July or August just to give myself some time. As I mentioned, I have work travel coming up. And I kind of want to be outside and enjoy being outside a little bit before coming back to spend time with you on the podcast. I'll chat with you soon. Bye! Coffee with Yvonne is produced and edited by Yvonne Pearson. Coffee with Yvonne is created by Pink Doll House Marketing. You can catch the latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.